Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's AJ here. It's currently 1.46 a.m. And I just wanted to drop in at the top of the podcast today to let you guys know that we are having our first ever live show, a live podcast in uh, my hometown of Christchurch, New Zealand. So if you're a listener from Christchurch, New Zealand, then uh, next Saturday, the 15th of December, come on down to the Crafted Coffee Company at 6 p.m. We're going to be talking about the High School Musical Trilogy with special guest Kate Taylor. You can find all of this information on our Facebook. There's an event. Uh, please come along and 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 we'd love to meet you if we haven't met you already. So please get in on that. And you know, if you're not from Christchurch, then that's okay. You can still come along too. You can you could come over from America or or Auckland even. You could even make that trek. So hope to see you there. And uh, let's get on with the uh, Christmas Netflix episode. Here we go. All right. This episode of the Cult Popcher podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopshire. Hey everybody, welcome along the Cult Popshire podcast. That's right, it's that time of year. It's December. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That was ill-advised, ill I'm sorry. Which Christmas carols are people most sick of hearing? <laughs> That's the topic <laughs> of the Which Christmas carol are you? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a BuzzFeed quiz. Imagine if this podcast was just BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> it's like, which which uh, Christmas carol are you? Number six will shock you. Oh, crap. Uh, wrong one. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. are we are we talking about the Avengers trailer or the Crash Bandicoot uh, CTR remake trailer today? Like, what piece of pop culture from the last few days are we delving or into the Captain on Marvel this trailer? esteemed podcast? Yeah, that's true. Which one are we I doing? I mean, Richard? you'd think, oh, this would be a great time for Cole Popshire to do their one of uh, the one of their State of uh, Cinematic Universe. Podcast, but no, guys. But no, we're doing far more exciting going on. The state of Netflix's Christmas movies. The most important thing to discuss at this seminal time of the year Mm. Mm. is is Netflix miss something I made up, or is that what it's generally referred to as? Uh, I think you're the first person to ever say that. And the last. Well, you could change that, Jeremy. Netflix miss. (laughs) Oh, it felt good too. Netflix (laughs) miss. I'm the last. <laughs> Nobody can say it after me. All right, fair enough. All right, so um, you may or may not be. You, you guys at home might have um, seen that Netflix have added a couple of Christmas movies um, this Christmas, but they've actually added four. And so you've got what have mm. we got? The Christmas Chronicles, starring Kurt Russell as Santa. You've got uh, the sequel to the much maligned C- uh, Christmas Prince. Was it maligned? 
depends who you talk to. Yeah. See, I think it was maligned in love. You know, okay, yeah. it was it was <laughs> one of those beautiful. so bad it's good, and then it developed a reputation for being cheekily quite good and everyone was like oh yes i'll watch this again thank you i'll have a bath and watch a christmas i Prince. think there's a very specific type of person you're describing like everyone mm. except for you yeah yeah, yeah. That's people, more people general. Very you're, specific. you're very specific everyone else is quite general <laughs> um yeah so you got um a christmas prince the royal wedding or royal wedding and uh what else have we got the holiday calendar and of course the princess switch by the way i'm richard and i'm aj and I'm Richard. No. I'm Jeremy. No. Wait, I don't like this because when people listen to the show for the first time, they just get confused by whoever's name we're saying. Well, okay, right. So I, you're Richard. Uh, I'm, I'm AJ. AJ. I'm AJ. And I'm Jeremy. No. God. All right. I just didn't want to miss out, you know? Like, yeah, I've been okay. listening to you guys do this for a while and I didn't want to miss out. <laughs> okay. But yeah. for realsies, I am Richard. I am Jeremy. And- and this is also and I am AJ I'll own up to it <laughs> okay fine okay. fine so which film because we these came out in a, in a specific order but um, did they oh well Princess Switch was definitely well, yeah, the one that they, came up they did come out in an order Jeremy <laughs> like <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was purposeful though right 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 yeah no, no yeah. they all existed in a realm outside of time and, and continuity yeah. and, and so also they did I just come want to say um the reason we're doing this podcast, um, this is a, like a fan-suggested kind of thing. We had um, mm. Andrew McFarlane, the TVNZ reporter. Oh, Jeremy, you've played job. I'm trying to do a shout-out, and you're, you're dropping your phone left, right, I'm trying center. to do a bloody show here, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, he said we should do a podcast on the, the slew of Christmas movies hitting Netflix. So here it is, Andrew. I hope is four enough for a slew? Um, I think it's more of a raft. It's a raft of Christmas <laughs> measure. Uh, raft of Christmas movies. Is a slew like a, a light? A, kind a of- light drizzle. A slew is more like the the speed and the pace at which it comes out, rather than the amount. I feel interesting. A slew is like the aggressively. I like that. <laughs> if you go if on on Google, what is a slew of things? Of all the nouns referring to a large group of things, one of the most fun is slew. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Hot take, Google, but we're with you. Well, because, like, like, I feel like cacophony is real fun as well. Cacoph- but that, but that's, that's noise. Mm, yeah, that's noise. It, yeah. I mean, cacophony is pretty much an onomatopoeia. Yeah, yeah. I like haberdashery, even though it doesn't actually mean that. I like referring to a haberdashery of things. Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> I'm glad you don't use it to mean that, because it doesn't mean that, but that's good. I like... Um, I know. And copious. Actually, all the words are really fun. I like moist. Look. <laughs> moist. A moist of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix's moist of Christmas films. <laughs> um so let's um let's break them down. Which one do you guys watch which one did you guys watch first? I watched Princess Switch first. I watched Christmas Chronicles. And AJ? I watched Christmas Prince 2 first. Okay. <laughs> so let's all start talking about the first movie we watched. Okay. Three, two, one. The, okay. No, I, um, I think we should start. I mean, I believe that we should start with Christmas Chronicles because Christmas Chronicles, I mean, yes, it was the first one I watched, but it was definitely, it's definitely, I think, the sort of most premium offering 
that Netflix yeah. is putting out there. I think it's their play for like a classic Christmas film Definitely. that will join the ranks of like Home Alone and, you know. Die Hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, The Holiday, Love Actually. Like it's sort yeah, of, yeah. They, they, I think it looks like they put a lot of effort into it. And a lot. I mean, the CGI in some parts, yeah. you could say is they've, they've put money into it. I think we should talk about The Princess Switch because it's the one I watched first. I think we should talk about um, <laughs> say Christmas just whatever. Say Christmas finish, the, um, yeah. finish the joke yourself. <laughs> uh, let's do Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, so Christmas Chronicles uh, stars Kurt Russell as Santa, and it's about and the little girl from Big Little Lies, which I was quite excited about. Mackenzie, mm, okay. she was she was great. Is she the big little liar? Um, well, she's one of them. Actually, no. She she tells oh. almost no lies in that show. <laughs> but um, wow. So one thing about this film is um, I was reading the other day that Netflix's CEO or whoever um, commented that uh, the like Christmas Chronicles uh, had 20 million streams in its first weekend, which would be equivalent to a $200 million opening weekend. And he said, even movies go on to make a billion dollars often don't do that well in their opening weekend. However- That's BS. That's bullshit. I don't think, like, there's no way- People would have left the house like, to see this movie. Okay, I'm sorry. He's, but what he's basically saying is that, like, you know, American Idol or like some other TV show that turns up for free on your TV screen or like included in your cable package, if you decide to watch that and there's like, you know, 10 million people who watch that, that's equivalent to however much money they were, it, that show would make if it was at a cinema it's not at a cinema no one's having to pay for it everyone's just sitting there lazily on their couches being like oh, what are we gonna watch tonight oh there's a new movie out oh get that oh, Kurt Russell Center. yeah so boo you Netflix CEO you don't even understand how your business model works <laughs> yeah you cancelled American Vandal and Daredevil what do you know he obviously knows what I like <laughs> um, Christmas movies <laughs> yeah so what's uh, Jeremy what's this film about Okay, so basically, it opens up for some reason with a camcorder, um, and essentially, you've got two. You've got a little young family that's like the children are being born, uh, and it's going through a cycle of Christmases from I think two thousand and seven is the first one, and for some reason, they're still using like a camcorder that has like the date and time <laughs> at the bottom of the screen, and I'm like, why? Hard coded to the video. Why doesn't anyone have an iPhone in this movie? <laughs> Um, because I guess they wouldn't give an iPhone to a little girl, not at least not the same iPhone. So there needed to be like an emotional tie to the actual tool that she's using to film for the rest of the movie, even though it turns out none of it actually matters. Um, uh, they really, from the get-go, seem to screw up the timelines of how old the children are. Um, uh, so basically, they, they go from 2007, and it's like the sort of young mum and young dad. They're really nice, and he's a firefighter. And then very, very quickly, you get to the understanding that by 2018, the dad has died, um, and the kids are grown up. Oh, spoilers. And the mum is now a single mum and they're all still living in the same house which I don't believe because um, she's just like a single mum working as a nurse late nights and I'm like that house probably they probably couldn't afford that alright Jeremy Animal. can you try and keep your opinion out of this oh sorry sorry, sorry. It's just, okay. <laughs> so then basically the little girl still believes in Santa the brother the older brother is a shitbag who is stealing cars and she finds it out uh, some for some reason defends him and well you know hides the fact that he's stealing a car from their mum, and then 
they have to stay home. It's Christmas Eve. She decides, oh, she sees in an old video because she's obsessed with watching the old videos of the family because she misses her dad. Uh, she sees like a Santa, what a loser, right? A Santa hand. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what's idiot. she even doing? Move over it. Get, o- oh, get over it. <laughs> move, move over on. it. Move on. Get over it. Um, they should have move moved over. She <laughs> thinks she sees a Santa hand uh, with a present in the corner of one of her videos. So then she gets excited about it. She convinces her older brother to stay up with her and try to video Santa delivering the presents under the tree uh, overnight. Uh, they fail to stay up late. Um, they're sleeping, but then a little uh, like alarm system that they've rigged up alerts them to the fact that Santa does come into the house. Um, they then go outside, find Santa's sleigh just floating in the middle of the street while Santa's going in and out of all the houses. And then they end up going on the sleigh, uh, hiding out, and then uh, interrupting Santa's uh, uh whole evening of delivering presents and chaos ensues and they've got to try and help Santa get his sleigh back, get his presents back and get his hat back and save Christmas. The best part is that when they go outside and see Santa's sleigh, the time on the camcorder says it's like 20 past 10, which is so early. <laughs> like that's so, I don't I never got to bed before like midnight for <laughs> like 10 years and so to see like that being treated as like they stayed up late and caught santa it's like this needed to take place at like 3 a.m there's a lot of there's a lot of um, 20 there's a lot of things in this movie that i really really didn't like but i had to remind myself that the audience for this film is like six seven and eight year olds who think that being up at 10 10 p.m would be like insane Mm. and so Mm. and also that like adults and parents are all in on it with santa and so if Mm. if adults actually did see santa's sleigh hanging in the sky it would be like oh yeah cool santa's here doing his thing like that's cool yeah we'll keep it we'll keep the mystery going for the little kids yeah cool Mm. i um now jeremy you said to me before we started recording that this is your least favorite one (laughs) (laughs) what yeah, yeah, which baffles me. This is my least favorite it's, one. It's clearly the best one. By far. Like, it's not only is it the best one, but it's not even that bad of a movie. Yeah, this was an adequate movie. This is like a fine <laughs> Christmas movie with a fantastic performance in it. I hate it. Yeah, agreed. Oh my god, Kurt Russell in this film is so good. I hate Kurt Russell in this film. How Kurt Russell? He's, this is the best portrayal of Santa I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, this is the this is the best Santa on film <laughs> in history. You guys hate Christmas. You guys, no, listen, you man. must hate Christmas. I love no, Christmas. Look, more if you than ever want to see like a really pure example of what one actor carrying a film looks like, it's this one. <laughs> because until Kurt Russell's um, Santa shows me, up, Vanessa I was Hudgens like, has a bone to pick with that <laughs> statement. She played. Two, well, we'll, get we'll, get, we'll get there, but she played two roles we'll in one there. film, and no one else did a thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I, until Kurt Russell turned up, I was like, all right, this is one of those movies where they, even though, you know, the, the dad's dead, there's still a line where one of the characters is like, things haven't been the same since dad died a year ago. Remember? And it's like, you're <laughs> ruining this. I already knew the dad died. You didn't need to tell me that. Again. I'm sorry. Were you looking but, for so, emotional yeah, nuance in a children's Christmas film? <laughs> I was I was pretty like this was the second film I watched and so after Christmas Prince two I was pretty pretty dragged through the mud mm. and um and then Kurt Russell turns up and I was like this is great like I love the idea of a Santa because he's not mean he's not like a cruel 
like cynical Santa, but I love things like how in real life Santa's not a fat man and that he takes <laughs> he takes offense at the fact that he's always portrayed as being fat. Um, I thought he just had a really fun and really great personality. And this is coming from someone who doesn't really like Christmas movies, doesn't really like um, watching movies that aren't really worth my time. And I was just going into this and I, I just... I ended up being like, this is real good. See, like, the reason, okay, so the- this is the reason why I didn't like it and you did. I love Christmas movies and I look forward to there being a new Christmas movie that can like get up to the high heights. And someone, and I think this is one of the problems is that I read on Twitter a couple of people being like, Christmas Chronicles is the new classic Christmas movie that we'll all be watching in like 10 years time. Yep, I agree. Oh, mm-hmm. boo. Yeah, and so I, so I was like, I'm ready for the magic. <laughs> Give me the magic. And then it was like Kurt Russell being essentially, Kurt Russell did not disappear into the role of Santa Claus for me. He was just Kurt Russell and like, I don't want Santa Claus to be vain. I don't want Santa Claus to be kind of dismissive of the safety of children. I don't want Santa Claus to kind of, he was just, I don't know. Like there was a, there was a coldness to him. As Santa Claus no, yeah, that see, I just didn't, I, I didn't really think like. It was, I don't think it was cold because he's never like a dick. He's just very like straight talking. He's and very well, cool. He's just, and he's doing a job. Mm. It's not like, and, and when he's just like, oh, we've got to save Christmas. He's just like, oh, I've just got to get this job done. You know, like that's the feeling. No I've way. Got, rather nah, than not like, at all. Yeah. And, and it's just, and the whole, the whole <laughs> stupid thing of like, I've got the Christmas spirit indicator on my wrist. Oh no, Christmas spirit's going down and down. Do you want there to be crime and war? Well, I tell you what, last time Christmas spirit went down, that's oh, that when was Hitler funny. killed all the Jews. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was an interesting creative like, decision. what the hell? Like, how is that He doesn't specifically mention Hitler like, like, if you haven't seen kids, it. But- <laughs> better get Santa's sack back because if you don't, another megalomaniac is going to commit genocide on a scale hereunto-for not known. Um, Look, it's it's not gone into specifically, but that is the implication. (laughs) He was like, remember 1942 and 1943? And I'm like, no, those kids do not remember 1942 and 1943. I I actually interpreted Kurt Russell's Santa as kind of a Dumbledore-ish figure, like someone kind of who's very confident and and loving and inspirational yeah. and i liked seeing kind of a modern take on the santa claus character because the the best part the part of the movie that made me like crack up was so a really cheesy thing in this movie is that the kids their their last name's pierce and they oh have like gosh. a family slogan oh that's, my what gosh. is it pierce's what a is pierce it sees a pierce it a pierce always a pierce sees, sees it through, through. And at the end of the film, when they've got to race to deliver all the presents in like 20 minutes to the rest of North America, which is weird that they restricted it to being like, don't worry, we've only got like a fraction of the earth left to do, but whatever. No, but he um, said kind of that at the, the very stakes. beginning of the movie. He's like, I've almost finished my run. Right. Yeah. Right. Because okay. so, so, I was watching this with my wife and she was just like, oh, this is just so pathetic that they're only going to like North American locations. It's like Toronto and San Francisco. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is so American centric. And then I realized that like at the very first thing he said when they crashed the sleigh was like, oh, I've almost finished my run for the night. Yeah. Because he because because mm. of the way time zones work. Yeah. Because genuinely know. like San Francisco is like yeah, yeah. the West Coast of America is basically the last time zone other to, than Hawaii to to get. Christmas. Hawaii is the last time zone um, of the day. Mm. Yeah. 
Whereas, like, so we would have already had our presents. Fine. In New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we were all before the PS children fucked up Christmas. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. AJ, you were saying? Yeah, so uh, they, they have to, like, work together and the oldest, the, the Pierce boy, the eldest child, has to drive the sleigh and um, he's having trouble working the reindeer and they're about to crash into a train and Santa, like, puts his hand on his shoulders <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You can do it. you got to believe in yourself just like I believe in you and your sister believes in you and your mother believes in you and your father believed in you because you know what? A Pierce and then the kid's like, oh! And Santa just goes, and it was awesome. I just cracked up. I rewound it because I was like, "Look at Kurt Russell, man. He's like a like a I don't know. I just thought he was like a a realistic person and was just really energized by it and really like (sighs) just psyched to see he's so good the the child like reach their full potential. And the um, I also loved his. He's um, like a life coach rather than Santa. I I love (laughs) the the thing of him like knowing everything about everyone. Yes, that, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, was, that yeah. was a fun little. Yeah, thing. that was really cool. Although, to be honest, I I, I really wanted people to react to that more. Yeah, like, no, no one was ever like, "Holy shit!" Now, I guess all of them have watched Darren Brown too much, and this is a world in which everyone is always watching Netflix. So. Everyone's watching Darren Brown. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's actually a good point because we do see Netflix and the feelings. Actually, the um, the valet is watching Stranger Things on his phone. As yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, uh, okay. I'm okay. I, I, I quite liked um, Kurt Russell being like hot center, like dad bod center. Yeah, you know, like, you know, Santa's that, daddy. That was kind of fun. Like, I, I yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not a problem I had with it. I just, um, when, when he's like, <laughs> this is, when they're in Chicago and they like, they're in Chicago and he basically goes like, okay, little girl, you run around the streets of Chicago <laughs> and find the reindeer and, and I'll get... Uh, I'll get your brother to go with me in the car, and we'll no, they, do- they, they'll make a distraction. <laughs> and like, I was just like, I'm sorry. If you have a car and one person needs to drive, and one person can just sit in the dry in the passenger seat, then you would absolutely choose the small girl over the teenage boy to like roam the streets of Chicago. <laughs> well, late I think at the night. thing is that he's putting um, the the boy in danger to create a distraction. So he's like, we'll create a distraction. I mean, you, in danger of being found and- by the police, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie's airtight, Jeremy. Stop trying yeah. to poke holes in it. Um, also, I liked uh, Lamorne Morris as one of the cops. Yes. Winston from yeah. New yeah, York. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, underutilized, but he is great. Yeah. Um, I, I also wondered why there were two cop characters who were essentially like... I, th- I feel like Winston could have been the cop the character. You're going to say they're the same? They no, share no, no, one no, feature, no, no, Jeremy. There were like two sides of the coin, right? Like there were, there were the yin and the yang of like believing and not cop. believing. But I don't feel there was enough of a distinction. I feel like it would have been cooler to have one cop character have, you know, I don't know. I'd, like I'd, I'd be interested to watch it again and see whether or not there needed to be two cop characters. So mm. I feel like- Are you going to watch it again? Winston, no, I will not. Um, <laughs> I, like Winston's, uh, I'm just going to call him Winston. Yeah. His character, I thought, and his characterization, like his acting was much warmer and fun, more fun. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all I have on that. He was featured less than the other cop, yeah. which yeah. is weird because I recognized the one that was less featured and not the one that wasn't. Yeah. Um, so in conclusion, 
AJ and I love Christmas and this film and Jeremy's dead inside. Okay. So, um, no, no, no. Okay. One other thing I need to talk about. If, if you're, I feel like you're wrapping this movie up. Yeah. Are you wrapping this like movie up? Like a Christmas present. Well, we, we, we kind of got to for okay. the, the time of the One thing the I podcast. need to talk about. The elves? Is the fucking elves. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it turns into like despicable me like three quarters of the way also through. Also, how badly they are animated. Like their animation is terrible. Oh, also- fine. The way that she the way that she gets movie. into the elves, and the fact that like the, the brother then like gets kidnapped by a random like gang of people who are literally going to burn him alive, which just shows how dangerous the streets of Chicago <laughs> <Exactly>. are. <laughs> but like, and then she arrives, and it's like there's no one in the workshop, and she's just sort of like randomly wandering around the workshop. And I, I get that that's needed so she can see the fact that her brother, but like how she, I don't know, just, it just, all these things happen because the plot needs them to happen rather than because it's what a character would actually genuinely do, I feel, yeah. in some of those situations. I Like Interstellar. I like the, um, <laughs> I like the interpretation of elves. I think it's it's a it's a it's a fun twist. I, yeah, the, I like the fact that they all had different personalities. Well, I, I like the fact that they're just their 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 own creature and they're animated. I think that's like a fun thing, and you know that 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 doesn't inherently not work kind of thing. It's better than just getting like kids or um, little people. Yeah, my okay, and by far the worst. Sorry, I said by far the worst thing. By far the worst thing <laughs> was that effing musical number that Kurt that Russell great. did in I the prison. It. It's the internet, Jeremy. You can say fuck it. Fucking musical number. Like, just. It was so bad. Give him an inch and he takes a mile. The internet police say, they're going to get me. But, like, why? Why do we have this random, like, bluesy Elvis sexy Christmas number, like, with like. Because it's a Christmas movie and Kurt Russell can do whatever he wants. (laughs) And I feel like that's essentially what. This movie actually is. It's basically like, hey, we got we signed Kurt Russell onto this movie. We now are just going to let him do whatever he wants, including casting Goldie Horn randomly as Mrs. It was nice. But like, what was she there for? What purpose did she fulfill in the movie at all? It was a cameo at the end, Jeremy. It's not movie ruling. I think at that stage, I just wanted the movie to end. So I was just like, seriously, we've got a scene with God. I mean, honest, to be honest, Goldie Horn is a delight every time you see her. But it just- <laughs> What the hell is your problem then? <laughs> what are you complaining about? <laughs> uh, also, I'm sorry, but did, did anyone else notice that a Pierce always sees it through is literally printed on a pocket knife that he never uses, which he absolutely should have used to pierce something all the way through to see the job through. Come on. I don't know, mm. man. That's a bit on the yeah. nose, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I want my symbolism. It's a Christmas movie. So I want to go back to the start that despite all, all what you've said, and you've actually said some things you liked in the movie, you've also said this is your least favourite. So I'm now yes. looking forward to three garbage bags of of, of movies <laughs> that you're going to have to defend more than you defended this one. No, no. So, AJ, I'm just going to clear this right up from the beginning. <laughs> There's a difference between a quality of a film and your enjoyment of the film and the difference is your expectations going in. I expected mm. the, the reason- other three to be bad and they were all worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> so I expected I was, yeah. this to be magical. I So did I. And you know what? It bloody delivered. <laughs> Your definition of magic is sadly lacking in imagination. Well. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's 
Uh, okay, which one did you watch next, Jeremy? Uh, I watched. I then watched the first half of Princess Switch and then moved on to Christmas uh, Prince 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, AJ, what was your second movie you watched? Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> the second one I watched was uh, Christmas Prince 2. Yes! All right, so AJ, should we do your one? Because we did Jeremy's. Let's talk about the Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so should we go uh, Christmas Prince too? Oh, so much yes. Oh. Okay, so um, AJ and I nev- have never seen a Christmas Prince. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after doing a podcast which is devoted to, like, having a comprehensive knowledge of, like, an ongoing story across films, this is the first time in, like, three years that I've seen a sequel without seeing the original. Yeah. Did you feel dirty? You, it's, it's like, uh, like you know how they say you, you never forget how to ride a bike? It's the opposite of that with watching a sequel after watching complete series for so long. Like, I, th- I didn't know how to ingest this movie. I was like, there's so much I, ne- I need to know to understand what's going on, but I don't want to know it. And it's all three of the all three of the other two movies, there was a point within the first <laughs> Sorry, two minutes. Can you say that again? All three of the other two movies? <laughs> all three of the... all the So, and not including Christmas Chronicles, the other three movies... So the uh, other two of the three movies I'm discussing at the moment, minus Christmas Chronicles. The other three movies, the three of the four movies, <laughs> the yeah, outlier please, being Christmas Chronicles, which talking, I'm not including in the statistic. Can this bit of you talking please be the like the short bit that you cut up into a little, little YouTube clip to share on Facebook? <laughs> AJ struggles enough, to count. <laughs> there's not, not enough imagery to to back up this for, for an audio Just sock images of someone going, woo? Woo? <laughs> um, so, what I was going to say, if it even matters anymore, the other three movies, other than Christmas Chronicles, um, within the first, like, ten minutes, I had I had a moment where I was like, shit, i got to pay a lot more attention than I was planning to because I have no idea what's <laughs> going on and I'm going to miss the premise. Yeah. And that, that was first experienced with Christmas Prince 2 the royal engage royal wedding, wedding. um okay. yeah man and it's actually not the christmas prince too and this is something i feel like you you will have an opinion on aj the first one was a christmas prince and the second one is a christmas prince the royal wedding that's fine yeah except for the fact that by the second one there is no prince yeah see that's what i yeah, thought that's true because i was like <laughs> I was halfway through and I was like, in this movie. wait a minute, there's no prince in this movie. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait, I know there's no prince in the kingdom, but do we think that there might be a musical guest at the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and just spoilers, there's also no princess in the princess switch. So, um, No, 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 she, turns, need to- she turns into a princess at the end. Yeah, but that's just as valid as he was once a prince in, in the first right, No, yeah, but yeah. in the movie, in the, the in the timeline no, of yeah, the movie, actually, at we'll, some point she is a princess. We'll get to the we'll get to the princess switch. Not when the switch happens though. No, but they switch who becomes a princess. Oh shit. Sp- the, so the spoilers are in the title. <laughs> um <laughs> so It's like Return of the King all over again. Okay. So um Royal Wedding is about it's a, it's a sequel to everyone's beloved thing, and Rose McIver is getting married, and they have to follow protocol for everything. But she's like, "I am my own person," and that's the whole movie. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not that. That's what you think the whole movie is going to be about. Oh but well, it ends up well being tell like me a, the subtext, Jeremy. A, a, an economic like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
movie. Like an embezzlement thriller. Like, um, <laughs> and it ends up being basically Erin Brockovich in Aldovia. I take issue with your use of the word thriller. <laughs> I take issue with your use of the word Erin Brockovich. What's the What's the opposite of a thriller? What's something that doesn't thrill? A you? boredom. A white it's an noise machine. Boredom. Yeah. <laughs> it's a boredom. Imagine if it was in the genre. Um, yeah, man, this film. This oh, is the worst one. This this movie blows. It was so hard to watch. It was so bad. Like, so did you like the first one, Jeremy? Um, th- yeah. So I lolled. I lolled about the first one. Like yeah. I was like, this is very lolzy. I it, and the, this is the thing that I realized with with these two movies is that the first one, they were trying to make a semi decent movie. They had a storyline. Yeah. They're like, we can make this sweet little Christmas movie, and then it turned into a joke. And they didn't realize that they were actually, I don't believe that at the time they were making it, they realized it was going to be like a so bad it's good Christmas movie. Mm. And so they were trying to make a good movie with a limited budget. And then it went on Netflix and it like blew up and they're like, oh my gosh, let's press into production a sequel immediately for next year. But the problem is they knew what kind of movie they were making this time. They were like, we are making a lolzy, schmaltzy Christmas movie that like is a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But it turns out, they can't actually make one of those movies when they're trying to yeah, make one of them. you can't do it on purpose. They actually have Plastic, to... Tr- that- it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Song as old as rhyme. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, God, this film was fucking hard to watch. The best part for me, or at least the the, the only part where I was like, this is so bad, it's good, was um, one of the characters is, I think, I think she's the king's little sister. Is oh, that yeah. correct? Yeah the, yeah, the disabled one. Yeah, yeah. So she's in a wheelchair, um, and that is relevant. I'll bring that up. But first, um, at the start, you find out she's constructing, a, I think, a play, and she's telling the story of how Santa came to be. Oh, my gosh. And this girl is clearly – I looked her up. She's 14, so she, does, she doesn't believe in Santa anymore. <laughs> like that's a fact and like and, and, but, and she, she's not she's not she doesn't look young enough to be able to like be like oh you know in real life she's 14 but she's you know eight or nine in this no she's too old to believe in santa and it's frankly irresponsible of the adults in the film to not have let her know by this stage um, because this film also doesn't exist in a universe where santa's relevant you know what it hardly exists in a universe where christmas is relevant it's kind of just there um but there's a great uh, Jurassic Park inspired scene in this film where <laughs> they've got to hack into the the um I don't know what it is. They've got, they're trying to find out about the embezzlement thriller oh, aspect yes. of it. And so this the little girl is like hacking into the um, Hall of Records. She's hacking into the, the, hall the literal of, yeah. Hall of Records. Yeah. Nice. And she's apparently system. not not she doing it too fast. And um, the guy who we will talk about this later, I'm sure. I think he was the villain in the first Simon. film. Is now yeah. Count the good guy Simon. in this one. Yeah, he says to her while she's hacking into this. He says, "Man, you're not you're not very fast at this. You're more like Mr. Slowbot." Yeah, because can she- you imagine calling a girl in a wheelchair Mr. Slowbot? <laughs> yeah, it's a Mr. Because someone talks about Mr. Robot. First of all, he's misgendering yeah. her. Second of all. <laughs> Like, like of course there's she's an slow. implication that you can draw yourself about someone in a wheelchair and a slow robot. Like, if I called a person in a wheelchair a slow bot, I would be thinking about that for weeks. <laughs> I would be like, oh, why did I say slow bot? It's actually a really effective insult for someone in a wheelchair. So <laughs> there's like this sort of sick fascination and admiration yeah. of him. Like, man, good for yeah. you. You really came up with like the perfect man. insult. 
what a probably the best burn of 2018. <laughs> Did you melt all the snow with that burn? <laughs> um, <laughs> all the potato flake snow. But yeah, like let's talk about Simon. <laughs> so much potato, potato flake, snow flake snow in all four of these movies. <laughs> it's just like fields it's- of them, just fields of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, Simon this film was sponsored by the Irish Film Board. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's like, because there's a moment in the film where they're like, it was this guy and then there's like a big dramatic reveal you see someone walk into a room and everyone's like <gasps> and then it like does this like zoom in on this guy's face and i was like i guess he's important yeah it's it's like designed to be hilarious if you haven't seen the first or one devastating. Okay, and no, so there's oh, no man, knowledge there's, of it there's so many things to like grab onto with this movie about how bad it is yeah. but the most i think the most egregious thing in this entire movie is that Simon, there's no reason for him to be in this movie whatsoever. So in the first- Yeah, he doesn't betray them or anything. In the first movie, (laughs) he is basically the grasping, because basically, quick quick pricey on the first movie, the the Mm -hmm. Christmas Prince turns out that he's not actually the biological son of the king who died. So the king dies at the beginning of the movie or like Mm. somewhere near the beginning of the movie. And so it's just like, oh, the son is going to have to take over as the king. But then she- is a journalist who's come to cover like the coronation of the new king or right. whatever. And so she ends up on the inside cause they think she's the tutor who's just arrived to take care of the little girl. And then, so she ends up inside the palace and she finds out all the stuff. She f- falls in love with him, but then finds papers in his dad's old cabin that basically proves that he's adopted, not the biological son. Um, and so he's actually not a blood heir of the throne. And so then Simon is the next blood heir of the throne. And he finds out, and he basically tries to do like a, you're not a legitimate heir. I should be the king. And well, that's he's kind, right. That's kind of the, yeah, totally. And that's kind of like the, um, the, 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 conflict. The, the, clim- the climax of the film is essentially Simon about to be coronated. And then the queen, oh, I can't even remember how it happens, but basically they're like, it doesn't matter. It's all good. By law, he is the king. And, and then the rightful king is, is crowned. And Simon's kind of, um, it's all shown that he basically tried to, overthrow the rightful king and he sort of has to leave in despair and disgust which makes it so ridiculous that like first of all he just shows up at the palace right yeah and he's just and 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 they're like their little liege lord person who serves them comes in and a butler basically comes in he's just like oh sir there's someone here to see you in the middle of the night in their family like quarters and just like lets the guy wander in like hey you tried to overthrow your this guy's claim to the throne but you know just wander in and i like how they go there's somebody here to see you when you'd be like yeah. Well, Simon's here. Yeah. What the Former fuck? Count Simon wants to see you, <laughs> but I won't let him in because I know that he's like a desperate, like blood enemy of yours now. Like, but he's just going to wander and everyone's going to be like, oh, ha, 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 hi, hi, Simon. Yeah. Well, I guess we should just let you come sit by the tree with us because <laughs> you're technically our family. And then he like acts all upset that they're not going to let him. And then and he sort of does a wink to the camera, which is like, I've got dastardly plans. And you're like, oh, so they're setting him up to be the, oh, the, cool. Some dastardly the villain plans. of this movie. And then it just turns out he has zero dastardly plans at all. He was just yeah. lonely at Christmas time. And one of you all have been. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the implication that not only can like a literal traitor just walk into the palace and be admitted uh, an audience with the royal family. But like, if he can do it, then surely anyone in Aldovia can do it, yeah. right? Like, you could just go, "Hey, um, I'm just a citizen. I just thought I'd just pop in and 
say hi to the royal family. I, mean, I know you're in the middle okay? of your Christmas Eve like merriments, but you know, I just really wanted to say hi. And literally no one in this palace had any authority to stop me. It's like how everyone can write a letter to the president. You can just go and knock on the door of Buckingham Palace and be admitted in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but but the the thing is, so I got obsessed when I found out that he wasn't the actual villain of the movie; that it was the Lord What's His Face, because um, yeah. that you could see that coming from a mile off. Because I was just like, "Hang yeah. on, both of them seem to be bad," and then it's revealed that it's actually the Lord guy. Who's so I started trying to think, why is Simon in this movie? Like, why have they gone through the trouble of actually getting him back into this film? And the only thing that he does that no other character at that point in the movie could do is basically rescue her from when she goes into the bar and all of the media turn up and like he he's the only one because the little girl couldn't drive because she's in a wheelchair right so she's 14 and 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 no one else could be trusted not to know like to know what they know at that stage of the movie and so he's literally the only person who could rescue them from the bar and i'm like i'm just imagining the writer's room when they get to that moment where she's in the bar and they're like oh crap how are they going to get out of this how can we write okay Mm. <gasps> hang on remember that traitor from the first movie who was the villain let's bring him back into this movie for the whole movie but just so that he can fix our problem in this one scene um and he also serves as the love interest for one of the main girls in the last friends. five minutes of the movie also it's kind of like imagine if like the lion king 2 introduced a new bunch of new characters and then scar <laughs> turned up and started like flirting with one of the new characters like the best friend of nala and like nala's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Okay, that might as well happen. You they do- look cute together. It's literally Lion Hitler, and you're just, <laughs> just going <laughs> to let this happen. Um, can we also talk about how the Christmas Prince isn't even very handsome? Oh, the, and, okay. No. I, I, I know it's. I know she's a Kiwi, and I know she's actually a close personal friend oh, of she- some of my friends. But man, Rose McIver, mm. I'm sorry. Like, come on the show. Do your hair properly. Do your makeup properly. Like, like she looked schlubby for most of this film. Look, people look schlubby and aren't handsome in real life. Have you seen in real life? Yes, but not in Prince William and Prince Harry. Like, she's literally going to be the like the queen of the country, and that she she turns up right. And this is the thing: she turns up, and her the whole through line of her showing up is that basically her husband her husband to be has no time for her whatsoever like he's sort of busy with all this stuff and she turns up first of all they try and give her her first royal protocol lesson on the tarmac in front of, like on on the sort of forecourt of the airport he's like oh you've just arrived I, i'm sorry i'm the butler hello my name is butler and and i need to give <laughs> you some royal protocol lessons before we get in the car while the media is trying to take photos of you uh before we go to the- and it's like she has been engaged to the the king for over a for a year now and she's had no royal protocol lessons they've had no time to teach her anything until she like arrives on the airport forecourt anyway so then she gets there and she and her husband can't talk to her but she turns up to the like this formal like you know banquet the sort of reception thing mm. wearing this like 30 dollar asos dress and like her <laughs> hair is literally in a small ponytail i'm like no nah. anyway that just yeah, the budget and you this guys are ago shaming the budget. And I'm I'm in support of this film being featuring the ugliest humans alive. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, um, you know, I think it sounds like um, you thought you about this, too this much. movie more than Christmas Chronicles. I don't know if it's your choice anymore, dude. I yeah. think you've just you've just proven that you liked Christmas Chronicles yeah, more than this definitely. film. No. Nah. 
No. Like expectations. <laughs> the difference between expectations and reality is what makes you enjoy something. Yeah, no, but sure. but I expected to loathe this movie. Yeah, but you also like if you were to rank these films out of ten or like okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, that's a or, different, or that's a different question, though. That's a very different question. Yeah, well, we but, never set up the context of the original. Question, no, it's just so like which did is... you enjoy the most? Yeah, no. Sure. Well, which is your in terms of which ones are your favourites? Which one would I watch but, again? Yeah, I'd watch the Princess Switch again. <laughs> what the? All right, let's let's segue into that. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Just out of interest, what was the third one you watched? Uh, the third one was the Princess Switch. Yeah, I finished the Princess Switch. Um, AJ. Uh, the third one I watched was the holiday calendar. The third one I watched was Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> Let's go with your one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go with mine this time because we did AJ's last time. So the Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> this is the dumbest through line joke. <laughs> There's no fourth person on the podcast though, so I don't know how we're going to well, I'll work it out. Fig- I'll work it out. That's, that's, We've all seen uh, Christmas Chronicles now. but Okay, so Princess Switch. This is the first one I watched. Um, because I, I saw, I read a ranking that put this at number one. Oh, see, and expectations versus reality. It's really good that they gave comedic powerhouse Vanessa Hudgens a chance to really <laughs> show her chops, eh? She's so bad. <laughs> She's so bad. Um, like, this film, could, I feel like, should be, like, 15 minutes shorter. I thought you were about to say this film should have been a 15 minute short. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so this this one's your classic prince and pauper story. So there's two people that look identical. But she's not even a pauper. Well, but you'd... <laughs> That's integral to the princess prince of the pauper design. It has to be a pauper. Like, Jeremy, just get off my balls. What the fuck is a pauper it's, anyway? It's a Define very common storytelling The princess story and the pauper. Um, yeah, so it's it's the two people, two identical people that have different lives, and they they swap. Um, one's the a pauper is a very poor person, by the way. I just looked it up. The, the clue is in poor person. Yeah, yeah, but it's spelt like poor poor, not like poor poor. Um, okay, so <laughs> I can't believe you had to Google what a pauper is. You're literally like Look, those NCA students. You're literally a pauper, AJ. You should know. <laughs> you should know what you you're are. You're a pauper of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally like those NCA students who didn't know what trivial was. That was so stupid. Oh, yeah. We're, we're movie buffs, though, so trivials in our, our lexicon, like, pretty pretty heavily. I'd really love to invite any of those kids around to for an evening of playing I don't know what pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so Princess Switch. Princess Switch. So you Vanessa one's one has a British accent, one has an American accent. Um they swap and then um oh so they both have like so the princess is engaged to be is betrothed um to be and weird, like, but she's oh, not like- she's not really into the into the fiance and the American one uh has this 
hot best friend that she's like never really looked at like that. Is he hot though? Yeah, when he's got his shirt off. Yeah, he, man. he is a butterface though. He's got a banging oh, hot. Yeah, Can we not do this for each movie? <laughs> The thing is, I'm going to do this for the holiday calendar as well. I'm sorry, but it has to be done. Um, but anyway, and then w- when they swap, they both like fall in love with the other people without realizing it's them. And then at the end of the movie, the two guys are like, "Yeah, yeah, fine." <laughs> hey, I mean, all I'm looking, all, all I'm looking for is is the way you look. So it doesn't yeah. really matter who you are. <laughs> but they did, they did fall in love with the personality over the week. But the thing is, this is the problem, though, is that, like, the um, the Baker dude had already fallen in love with, like, the original Vanessa Hudgens' personality. Yeah. It was just That's that- what I was going to say, yeah. is that, do you think it's healthy? Because, okay, as someone who plenty of times has uh, had unreciprocated crushes, <laughs> I think something that I identify that wouldn't be healthy for me would be then if I then- um, became in a relationship with someone who looks exactly like the girl I'd been pining <laughs> over for years. That is not going to be healthy for anyone in that situation. But I just love the fact that, like, the, the movie's asking us to believe that he's, like, in love with her and basically wants her to be the mother of his child. But then when a version of her that turns up that's, like, looks exactly the same but is like way more relaxed and not like bound by rules and schedules and just wants to chill out and like is super soft and like not not sort of prickly in a personality he's like oh this is even better (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he says earlier in the film when when his daughter asks why they never got together he's like oh she's a bit too intense and then later in the film he's like you know you're not as intense as he used to be and it's like ah there you go so she qualifies now yeah but the thing is no one's believing that he wasn't like totally gonna go there if she would let him like before yeah Yeah, you can see it in his acting because he's such a good actor (laughs) so good um speaking of um good acting i was thinking while watching this i was like see the thing is vanessa hudgens is is a fine actor like her english accent is fine mm. you know whatever there's nothing too egregious about how she plays the type of character she's playing however a better actress would have been able to do an american playing a, or playing a character who is american doing a british accent and playing a british character who's doing american accent and have them not just sound like yeah. she's doing the characters she's playing for each i did i did think anyway. that that like the, 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 the characters moment. the characters shouldn't be as good at doing the accents as she is the, and and yeah, yeah, and this is my mate. This is my first like massive problem with the movie was that the changeover moment was just like, eh, sure, we need this to yeah. happen. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I need to say yes to more things. So yeah, I'll fucking like I, and like having. <laughs> I'll do this insane thing. It's like, so unreasonable. And not just not just this insane thing, but like cut off all of your hair. Like, what woman have you ever met in your life who has like who's long, had a haircut? Who has longish hair? None. Who like someone could just come into their <laughs> life and just be like, hey, could you help me out? I just really, really want to like take your life for two days and you could be a duchess for two days. Could you cut off like two years of hair growth? That'd be great just for me. Okay. But so the girl has the girl been trying to say yes more? So girls got to stick together. Has the what? No, never mind. They were fucked up. What did you say, AJ? (laughs) I said, no, I just said a dead end joke. So let's move on (laughs) to the next talking (laughs) part. All right. Well, let's cut that out. Yeah, you're right, Jeremy. Well, I don't know where to cut it out. Huh? What? 
I don't know where, what the cut point is. I said, I said, girls got to stick together. It's a man's world. So, you know. So cut off, no, yeah, you just say that. You say, you say that. <laughs> cut out what I said. I, yeah, okay. Um, so respond to what I just said there. <laughs> yeah, AJ. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to leave all this on there. <laughs> um, all right. Um, but, I mean, but, okay. My thing with Princess Switch is that it's essentially, I, I believe that Netflix kind of went, oh, whoa, A Christmas Prince like blew up way more than we thought it was. We just made this like really cheap um, Hallmark movie kind of thing with unknown actors. And actually, let's, this turned out to be really popular. Let's try and do Let's that. put a bankable star yeah, like Vanessa Let's try Hutchinson. and do a better version. This is the glow up of A Princess, A, a Christmas Prince, really. Right. Um, because it's, again, it's this thing of like a normal person who ends up being sucked into royal royalty mm. which is kind of a fantasy you know fantasy genre kind of film not fantasy genre it's like and the orcs um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we haven't mentioned them yet yeah yeah um, <laughs> but um but like even the prince got a glow up like he he's the same kind of person as the christmas prince prince but he's sam palladio who's the um he's in nashville like super dreamy kind of looking dude um and I think much nicer, but also the same level of just zero personality as, as the prince and a Christmas <laughs> prince. Like, it just, it's just like, who is this person? And it's just like, I, yeah. I guess it's helpful because I fully believe that he would fall in love with someone in like two days because he's just like, yeah. oh, they're being nice to me. Yeah, yeah. The of the of the four films, these this one and a Christmas prince are the most similar. Like they almost have the same basic plot yeah if you're gonna strip um, it back to its skeleton one thing i will say i did quite enjoy about this film is it's um and and some people would look at this and be like it's lazy or it's dumb but i, I appreciate it is like the um the way it does uh the two characters so there's only a couple of, there's only like a very small handful of shots that do the split screen thing with the, the two of them but there was one that i really appreciated where um princess vanessa hudgens is walking towards duchess 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 vanessa hudgens is walking towards baker vanessa hudgens who's sitting down her name's margaret and um so the camera is like um on a track and so you see her walking towards the camera and then a chair covers the camera for momentarily and then we see just her legs continue walking and then you see the baker one sitting down just her legs and it's like um it's like that. That's quite an easy shot to do, but it's it is quite effective, and it's it, it's just quite clever. I thought mm. I appreciated that. Well, I, I think it's have a, no memory of that shot, and neither do I. But I think <laughs> it is it is a testament to the movie yeah. that I fully. There was very few times that I was like, "Oh, how did they do that?" Or like, you know, I I just accepted that Vanessa yeah. Hudgens was in the movie twice. Like, I didn't think about <laughs> totally. stand-ins or any of that. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, there are two Vanessa yeah. Hudgens. Why not?" Yeah, this was the best one. I agree. Do you actually? <laughs> no, I, don't uh, I actually didn't mind this one, to be honest. Yeah, this one, I didn't. Yeah, this one really. No, me, I actually hated it. I just remember <laughs> this one. This one really satisfies that kind of like totally inoffensive watch that just sort of slides past you at Christmas time when you just want to That's relax. The thing, and yeah, just, it's inoffensive. Whereas I'd say something like a Christmas Prince offended me. Yeah, and this movie doesn't actually require almost anything of you. Yeah. Um. That actually no, this movie was the um. I feel like this was the dirtiest of the, of the four though. Why? Like it had the most, it had the most double entendres and stuff. Right. Why? Why? Because it's written in the film. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> no, no, like there's a part of this. So one great thing in this movie is that the Baker character, whose name is Stacy, Baker Vanessa Hudgens, um, she has like an arch rival who's like this, you know, woman who is just an evil version for the whole, of her. For the whole movie, I, for some reason, thought she was German. And in the end, it turned out she was also from America. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> They're, they're, when you first introduced to her, they're discussing how they went to culinary school together, and um, Stacy comments on how she was very popular with the the um, staff, and she sourced the professor's berries or something like that. I was oh like, my gosh, I did not pick that up. I'm no, so didn't pick that up. He didn't yeah. pick up on that meaning. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Sourced his berries. Uh, it's very helpful. Often yeah. it can take a yeah. long time to source berries, <laughs> and you know, if if, it's hard. if you could come back and see that someone had already done it for you, it's just like, oh, that's God, great. Thank such you. A relief. Thank you. The question that I have, though, is did, did you guys get uncomfortable at the snowball throwing scene between Duchess Vanessa Hudgens and the Baker guy while his daughter was watching? Yeah, whenever people flirt like that in front of me, I'm like, you're just making me feel lonely. <laughs> so the eight-year-old so girl's Even when it's like- in a movie, he's like, movie, yeah. come on, you just... <laughs> No, no, no. I'm all meant. Well, yeah, kind of. But I'm all meant for the for the girl's sake. But I guess she wants the dad and the princess to get. She's the real villain of this movie. She's the one with no like care for humanity. And it's yeah, like, about- yeah, this woman who looks exactly like my father's best friend is just as good to <laughs> to get with him. Yeah, like I approve. Yeah. Yeah, she's literally like, this woman is trying to deceive me and my father for her own ends. But, hey, she seems to like my dad more than the other girl he's into, so I should push them together. <laughs> and they look exactly the same. <laughs> this is a problematic movie. Yeah. This has got, <laughs> this has right, got well, some, we, some very no, 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 okay. deep scenes. I have issues, an issue with the it? word problematic because I believe that people use it when they don't. I think that's a problematic term. No, when, when they don't, they use problematic to cover over something that they don't like, but they don't want to actually make an argument for why they don't like it. So why don't you like it, AJ? Don't you say it's problematic. problematic, like in terms of like all the shit you were saying about. Yeah, the- that that in my opinion, it it reduces personality to looks, and basically the the fact that you can be interchangeable with these two people who are supposed to be different characters just because with they look their the love same. interests. Yeah, which yeah. is a problematic That's lesson problematic. to teach young girls. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good, good explanation. <laughs> good. Glad we glad we we aced that one. Yeah. <laughs> Gold star for Cold Popcher being um, socially aware. Um, there you go. Okay, so now, what was the final movie you watched, Jeremy? Uh, uh, Holiday Calendar. <laughs> and AJ? The the Princess Switch. And I watched The Holiday Calendar. So we'll go back around to um, AJ. Lester. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, so Holiday Calendar. Uh, what's this one about? It's about a woman who is gifted a magical advent calendar that, um, every day. So it's like a big proper one, not just chocolates. And it, um, (laughs) oh my God, (laughs) what the hell was that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. What the hell? Welcome back, Richard. Um, (laughs) and so each day at midnight, um, a little door opens and it has something inside it. Sorry, sorry. You, you, no. Yeah, she says at midnight, <laughs> but then later on in the film, it ends up not being at midnight. But um, I think it's just when she needs it. and um, It knows. And as something, a little figurine will come out and then it ends up relating in some way to this guy that she's crushing on. But then at the last moment, it's revealed they were actually all clues that she should get with the best friend she's been ignoring her whole life. 
This was so dumb. So just to kind of reiterate <laughs> what you said, she she likes a guy. So like she opens up the the advent calendar and no, it's, oh, a, first it's of all, a toy the Christmas tree. The advent calendar was given to her by her grandfather, and it was from her grandma. Who her grandma wasn't into the holiday season, and yet bought this enormous fucking <laughs> advent calendar like house when she was visiting France. It means she would have had to ship it back from France, <laughs> but yet she's not into that holiday stuff. You go hard or you go home, Jeremy. You do one big Christmas action. You never got to do another one again. Um, So, yeah. So, say she pulls out a Christmas tree toy from the advent calendar. um, Then later on in the day, she meets the love of her life when his Christmas tree falls off his car. Right? So, that's an example. Right? Um, And so, you can kind of see how each individual item that she picks out ends up correlating in some way to how her love story is going. But then they break up what, like, it felt like half halfway through the movie it is, so, it is actually halfway through the movie and she still gets advent calendar toys that we that it doesn't really focus on and then at the end she realizes that the toys were actually relating to the, her best friend who you know as richard said has been she's been ignoring her whole life but they're not though <laughs> the, the way a christmas tree relates to to it actually being about the best friend is that he took a photo of them while he was standing next to a christmas tree at while christmas were- time well, and, and that, oh, this is yeah, this is so egregious. Like the fact that, like, all of the things that come out of the house, are, other than the boots that she gets from him directly at the beginning of the thing, it's like candy canes, Christmas trees, ice mm. skates. It's just like if you are in a wintry area at Christmas time, you are constantly going to be yeah. confronted with wreaths, yeah. candy canes, Christmas. Tree. Like, they should like- rename this movie "Confirmation Bias." Yeah. <laughs> Because that's all it is. She's she's like, oh, I got a candy cane. And then she like sprains her arm on a giant candy cane and goes to the doctor and the doctor's the guy. But then when she remembers, she's re-looking at it at the end, she realizes, oh, wait, but when I sprain my arm on the candy cane, the guy I actually like helped me to my feet. It's like, of course he did. Well, it doesn't matter that it was a candy cane. Um, it's so it's so hardly it's like, related. It's like looking at fate. It's like the first time she was interpreting everything, it was like fate is leading me somewhere. Mm. But the second time she's interpreting it, it's just like, oh, there's no such thing as fate. It's just like what happens to be around me while I'm living my normal life. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> she's like, that'll do. Because if the advent calendar is magical, then it is leading you to the, uh, to the doctor. Because yeah. all the ways that it, it makes you lead back to the doctor are considerably more magical than just the guy who was in front of you your whole life who you're actually in love with being around the things that yeah. are everywhere and at it was Christmas like the, time. Those things, those the, the original interpretations are things that were happening that were out of the ordinary in her life. Like sort of yeah. what you could interpret to be magical occurrences or like, like I yeah. mean, I think one of you guys mentioned that this is like the final destination of Christmas films. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a wholesome final destination. Yeah, it's- she's getting these little prophecies, and then it's like something will happen based on it. I thought I I, I didn't mind it. Eh? I um <laughs> the, I, the movie or the concept, the concept and the, <laughs> the kind of the movie. I um I think I think it's actually a pretty good concept for a Christmas movie. And sure. I th- and I actually thought it was a good twist. <laughs> but the, the, the problem is that what like, the hell? It wasn't a good twist. It was the worst thing in the. Well, whole- I think it's a good idea. Like, I, mean, I think it's a good idea for the twist. For AJ, a twist. you're the so the- self-loathing. You don't think it's a good twist that the best friend who was there all along, like loving her, actually should end up with her. You're like, he doesn't no, deserve that's love. Not how it happens. <laughs> that's no, it not happens what happens in real life, Jeremy. No Christmas <laughs> magic can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think 
um, and this is the same thing with um, like all of these movies is that a lot of the ideas aren't terrible, but it's like because they're churning four out a year. Um, but yeah, like the holiday calendar could be a decent film. Mm. Like, yeah, just I think the holiday calendar was if you're not like analyzing it and you're not one of uh, like the three of us, you're a fucking like, loser. This kind of person who actually wants a movie to. Mm. If to- you're a fan of A Christmas Prince. <laughs> like if, if you if you don't care about a movie like adhering to certain levels of quality and kind of story coherence and you just want something nice to watch such as maybe someone like my wife um you would maybe think that the holiday calendar is one of your favorite movies <laughs> you've watched uh, this year it. you found love okay you don't need to keep <laughs> <running it. laughs> um but oh man the the thing that frustrated me about this so much is that the reason why the, like the doctor that these like advent things were leading her to the reason why he's not the right guy for her is just so not enough oh, of a reason to stop i, what I was agree it again? man so basically oh the, my gosh what happens is about that like, so she, like he he's amazing he's super good looking he like is a very attentive he's the he, mo- he's the most good looking love interest in any of these films yes and he's a- got absolutely. he's got the rich docile tones of thomas hayden church from spider-man 3 yeah <laughs> he seems very responsible he's got a great job he's very kind he's funny he's got a daughter who seems lovely um all the women who see him every day at school are apparently totally in love with him they're horny for him and uh, horny they're horny um and and, but then she has she goes he he takes her literally to volunteer at a homeless shelter like giving out food and then she talks to these two guys who are like oh yeah he's a bit of a boy scout like he bring we've seen him bring like multiple women here like over time and you know he basically you know like just watch out for him because you know not everything is as it may seem and she's like oh gosh he's an asshole who just like does this and i'm like okay so you've just had it confirmed that he has actually come here multiple times to volunteer like regardless of whether or not he's dated multiple women and brought them here he's still actually volunteering at a homeless shelter yeah but it's but it's when she confronts him about a that she gets confirmed that he's kind of like the only reason he does it is to impress girls that he brings there every week but how i i still think it's a matter of no that's still like a sleazy thing to do yeah so they they break up officially when they go back to her house and she explains the concept of the magical advent calendar to him (laughs) and she's like and 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 he's like says that that's confirmation bias and and he's right (laughs) (laughs) this is the thing also, imagine taking it that seriously that you'd break up with this guy who you've been having a pretty good relationship with up until that point. You'd break up with him because he, like, doesn't believe in magic. Most people don't believe in magic. And he, like, he, like, you're looking for a very no, no, specific no, no, no. It's kind not of even guy. That, it's not even that he doesn't believe in magic. It's that he's actually asking her to, like, question slightly yeah. her, like, yeah. absolute he, he honors- belief in her grandma's magic house. <laughs> yeah, he honors her intelligence enough that he's like, no, you're smarter than this. that's what i like about you and she's like that how you're very smart dare. and you're how not an idiot you? <laughs> and you know what the guy that she does end up with accidentally deletes all the photos she took oh, of yeah. the, the mirror <laughs> and that's a worse thing to do than just saying magic isn't real that's worse hey it's so dumb when he fucks up like it's like <laughs> 
because I didn't understand what he was saying when he first said it. Can he's we, like, let's, let's, oh, let's, yeah, con- let's concisely reiterate what the scene is because it might not be clear. If yeah, I think I can do it. So basically, okay. she she's a struggling photographer, and like her dream is to be a real photographer. Her dream is to photograph the artistic mayor. photographer, and um and so she's been doing photography just at like a center thing for ages, and she feels like it's too you know it's too low for her. But then her boss at the center place tells her, hey, the the the, the mayor is coming to light the Christmas trees to Everyone's turn the lights on at this man. Christmas market that we're on. So, and, and her photo- her official photographer has the flu. And so, I mean, the mayor hasn't asked me to find another photographer or anything, but I think that if you went and offered to take photos or maybe just took some photos and then afterwards I could talk to the mayor and say, hey, look, we took some photos of you. Do, do you want these photos? So let's do that. And so she goes and takes photos and then they're all excited and he talks to the mayor and the mayor's like, sure, I'll, I'll look at your photos. And then she goes back, takes the SD card out of the camera that she's used. She's like, these are great photos. And then she gives the SD card to the like friend guy who then basically puts it into the computer and then forgets about it while he's distracted with a family that wants Santa photos and somehow they all get deleted and and it gets, it gets fucked up. And that is literally like the tension between the two of them is Mm. that she's like, you're dead to me. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you did this. That was such a massive fuck up. And he's like, Hey, I'm sorry, and then they and then he doesn't want anything to do with her because she got angry at him for it. Because it's the end of her career. Because the mayor, she's disappointing the mayor. The mayor. The mayor. The mayor. The person we all strive to impress. The mayor. Um, but the thing is, I don't know how often you guys use DSLR cameras, and I've got the exact same camera that the main character in this movie has. <laughs> do she's you know supposed how- to be an aspiring professional photographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fairly difficult to irrevocably delete photos, not just video. Videos would be a bit easier. But to to delete photos completely from an SD card after you've plugged it in, that requires permission to the computer. That requires clicking (laughs) OK to, like, an Are You Sure box. And then it also requires going into your your recycle bin and emptying the recycle bin. Like, it is... (laughs) It is not as easy as just forgetting about it. I've left an SD card in a computer for two weeks and forgot to empty the stuff off it, and then I did it, and it was fine. Like, it is not real realistic. That, and then later on in the film, after, like, two days, she manages to recover most of the files, which yeah, wouldn't take like, two days. Like most, that would take most 20 minutes. It's like most of them, like like oh, we did a, a, a forensic excavation of your SD card in your computer, and it took two days for the computer to run the process. But now it's fixed. But we could only get we could only save some of them. And then and then she goes back to her boss because she gets she gets fired for this, right? She gets fired for <laughs> not for, for getting the photos deleted. And then she goes back to her you boss. Brought shame upon she- me and my Santa workshop. And the mayor. She get after she recovers the photo. She goes back to her boss and she's like, "Hey, I've got the photos. I don't know if you want them." That's when you say, "Okay, you're not fired anymore," because she's <laughs> literally undone the issue. She's undone the problem, and she even tells him, "Oh, I couldn't get them all back," but he hasn't seen the photos. So maybe that's just all the photos you got. <laughs> <laughs> she should have just lied at that stage, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, and like he, it's treated like a, oh, well, you know, thanks for these, but it's a little too late. It's like, no, that's that's you doing your job and fixing the problem that your boss was angry at you for. Also, my okay, sorry, he he, like his job, his business that he owns is a Santa, like take a photo with Santa, line up and take a photo with Santa thing at a Christmas like market. So his that's his business. 
he gets rid of he fires his photographer which is the <laughs> core of the business several days before Christmas like this is the only time of year he can make money doing this thing and yet he, because of the shame that she has caused him with the mayor who's a character he has no previous relationship with he and fires, also doesn't give a shit about he, any of he this he fires his meal ticket like <laughs> I just yeah, she's overqualified to be a Santa photographer, and he fires her. It'd be like, like imagine if like you got so, like Colt Popsha got got like a celebrity to to endorse it, and then they accidentally deleted some video files, and we were like, get out. <laughs> we can't. We don't want to use your bankable name anymore. No, no. The celebrity's assistant mistakenly did it, and you yeah, got yeah. mad at the celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I have anything more to say about the holiday, oh, holiday calendar. One, one, one last thing about holiday calendar. She's is- just a bad photographer. That's the thing I'll say. <laughs> like, did you see the like the 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 when she went to the mayor's house because she gets invited to the mayor's house to take photos of the mayor and her family. Mm. The way that she sat the mayor's family all together looked terrible. <laughs> and then she also was taking photos using the standard flash that pops up from the top of the crappy camera she has, <laughs> rather than having her own like proper flash i was like those photos are gonna look terrible imagine going to like you get a dope photography job photographing the mirror and you take the camera and that's it (laughs) you don't take (laughs) lights or like a tripod or anything um (laughs) now one last thing on, on on holiday calendar it's weird that a movie that's named after the holiday calendar didn't show you every day that she yes there's There's not even like a montage where it's like days 12 to 20, you know, where she gets this. And then we quickly see how it correlates to her life. It just straight up skips days. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is the yeah, part of I the movie that's, I want to see. Uh, part of like 24 is quite a lot. Like if it was like 12 days of Christmas, you'd expect to see them all. But why not make it the 12 days of Christmas? Why not make an wow. advent calendar that's just 12 days? You know, or something. Advent like, calendar. Why, are being- you attacking the advent calendar industry now? <laughs> Imagine being the writers of that movie and just being like, what a great idea. This is awesome. We only really need six of these days. Can we think of more? Eh, nah. You know what we'll write? We'll write that she loses the calendar by being sold at like the charity auction thing. So just for a whole chunk of the movie, she doesn't have it. So she doesn't know what magic doors are opening up and what's coming out. But presumably they'll relate to her life. We just didn't that's see my, it. That's my continue the franchise for Holiday Calendar as we see the brief time <laughs> it was in other people's hands and see how the little toys relate to them dating the Doctor character. <laughs> <laughs> like but the, actually the best friend. The Holiday yeah, Calendar yeah. realised that the Holiday Calendar's whole purpose of existence is to try and find a new mother for that man's for that man's daughter and it's, <laughs> yeah it's actually her story it's, and like once, it's the, once doctor's the calendar daughter's realizes story. that this this photographer woman isn't gonna date this guy anymore it like moves on to try and magic another woman into his <laughs> yeah yeah and and the little girl from her perspective she's like what you're gonna marry the other guy because he took a photo of you next to a christmas tree <laughs> the christmas tree <laughs> fell off my dad's car <laughs> Careful, oh my right? gosh! All right, so um, all right now, I want to hear everyone's definitive rankings. I'll go first. Christmas Chronicles is clearly the best one, um, and then the other three are pretty interchangeable. But I'm going to go definitely a Christmas Prince two at the bottom, um, and then I'm going to go Princess Switch Holiday Calendar. So Christmas Chronicles, Princess Switch Holiday Calendar, um, Christmas Prince two. 
Wow. I agree. That's my ranking too. Wow. Jeremy, let's wow. hear your dumb ranking. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I believe that you said it was a definitive ranking. You're dumbfinitive. <laughs> dumb, dumbfinitive. He said dumbfinitive. You need to listen, Jeremy. <laughs> okay, so I would. Princess Switch is my top. <laughs> then, then, okay, then Christmas Chronicles. Oh, here it what? is. Whatever. No, <laughs> no, 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 because you're asking me for that. a ranking of like. You know, if I you're, like give a food movie five stars or one star, yeah. you've like, ruined this is Christmas. different to which I enjoyed the most, right, which right, is the beginning conversation right. we had. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's a Princess Switch, Christmas Chronicles, um, uh, then Christmas Prince Two, then holiday. then holiday Calendar. Holiday Calendar was so sorry, babe, but like so terrible. Are you so- talking to me? Yeah, who who are you directing that? Uh, at? I mean, my wife's not going to listen to this, but she would be <laughs> horrified to learn that I think so lowly of it. Um, Here's what I, you do: you tell her, "Hey, I mentioned you a couple times on the podcast." You should <laughs> and I, she'll just be like, "Give me the timestamps. I don't want to listen to the whole thing." <laughs> and Jeremy's I, like, oh, "I'm not going to listen to it." Holiday calendar and Princess Switch could probably interchange for me, but like, it feels weird to put holiday calendar second, so that's why I put it third. Yeah, but Princess Switch, I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. It was the first one I watched, so I was like, okay, these aren't as bad as I was thinking. And then I watched A Christmas Prince 2, and I was like, oh, they are that bad. <laughs> okay, just on A, a Christmas Prince 2, one of the things that I, the, one of the worst things about the whole movie was the fact that this this country in a modern world, in the world that we currently live in, still relies upon the king, the monarch, to essentially operate as the prime minister who is responsible for fronting all of the government policies, so the economic policy, their like jobs policy, unemployment policy, and it's personally his fault when things go wrong. And then halfway through the movie... It turned, like he's just like oh and this is my prime minister and I'm like there's a prime minister like it just oh as someone who's into politics just the constitutional <laughs> arrangements are so fucked up in Aldovia like what is going yeah, yeah the so the, the both Christmas switch and a Christmas prince and I'm Princess assuming switch. Princess Switch and I'm assuming both Christmas Prince movies they establish like there's this other Western like superpower country that we've never heard of that's invented for the movie and it's superpower they're not superpowers aren't they like they're no, they're, they're, they're established they're established civilizations no, they're like exist. they're like i think the, the it's like genovia and um yeah, i know i was gonna bring that up too it's like this that, little it's like a little tiny country like monaco or luxembourg or montenegro or that still technically have um like you know prince albert the prince of monaco like he's still right. royalty it's okay. still technically a monarchy but i was ca- gonna ask if that actually exists in real life if there's enough tiny kingdoms that that it's not ridiculous to just say that there exists another two kingdoms in the Netflix Miss Universe that don't <laughs> Miss um, Universe <laughs> that that um that don't like impact the world that don't like pull on the tether of the world's like ecosystem by being another power I guess but it sounds yeah. like I don't know anything about anything so <laughs> what I would love is for there to actually be a movie that's set in like Monaco or Luxembourg like you know why invent another country just like set it in one of those tiny kingdoms those kings and queens are probably real hard to get to act in it though <laughs> <laughs> ah, so dry i love it yeah <laughs> thanks jeremy um okay so i i would love to continue the christmas prince franchise 
right. I think it's really got important another, that we talk another about political where, boredom for us. Where it would go from here. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas Prince, a royal baby. Done it. Yeah. Easy. Done. Now you don't need to do it, Jeremy. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Boss baby. <laughs> Boss baby crossover with no, the Christmas Prince. Do you have Prince. an actual one? King baby. King, um, baby king. I, th- I think... The baby man. What, what's what's insane about Christmas Prince too, though, is is the fact that it basically it centers so much around like the the governing of the kingdom and the governing of the country and like the country's finances and its economic state, and like basically turns into kind of like a com and it's like a movie that really starts to dip into like class warfare because the main characters that you've been watching, the protagonists of the film are the ruling class. They are like the the monarchs and the kings and queens and princesses and stuff like that. But yet, like, the people are literally starving. Like, they have no money. They're not being paid for their jobs. It's Christmas time. And we're kind of expected to take the side of the monarchs when, the, when, when it's re- reported that the people are kind of revolting against them and being, like, super angry and the unions are kind of going, like, oh, you know, you're terrible. You're doing such a bad job of the country. And, like, they, have all these, they, they literally have two conversations where the, the print um, – yeah, Rose McIver and the print and the king are like, oh, they just don't understand the good we're trying to do for them. You know, like they mm. just have to push through. It'll just get fine. And it's like, okay, I'm literally being asked to side with the let them eat yeah, cake yeah. people. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bold. It's bold of the the Christmas Prince too to assume that you want to side with the one percent. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so like, I think the next Christmas Prince movie, I think would be, what would be really great is for she is now the queen. But she also has like a side job as like a reporter for the the like country's um, newspaper that's Buzzfeed. sort of like anti anti the monarchy. Ooh, like and and she kind of goes undercover and basically, I don't feel like she'd need to put on any kind of disguise because as the Princess Switch has shown us, no one knows what anyone who's in royalty actually looks like. Like you know, so. <laughs> that's the other thing with Princess Switch is that no one knows what the Duchess is supposed to look like they so look when she's look just wandering you, around I hate what? to defend the Princess Switch but they do establish that oh she's no she's, she's private they, yeah. at the beginning she's like oh she's private she doesn't like showing her face much I'm sorry have they heard of such a thing as tabloids <laughs> have you heard of a little thing called Buzzfeed <laughs> um, Jeremy I think you're being too harsh I loved it I think these were all good movies except for A Christmas Prince 2. <laughs> um, I miss talking about Christmas Chronicles. It was like an hour ago and I, I, I miss it. It was a good movie. Right. What would you like to say about it? Oh, it was just real good. <laughs> Kurt Russell's real good. Well, okay. What did you think of the ho, ho, ho thing? Loved it. It was great. He's like, he doesn't like saying ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah it was loved great. It. And then he says it at the end. Yeah, great. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, and it had like- Great storytelling. Yeah, good storytelling. Great story arc. I'm not even kidding. Like, I thought that was great. I do. I, to be honest, one thing I do really love is when they like drive the sleigh through the fat center, like billboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, that was a nice moment. It's a good movie. It's got great. It, I love that they subvert the idea of Santa. It's, it's, a, a good, it's objectively a good movie. Jeremy. It's terrible. I hated it. Well, Shall we check what it has on Ron Tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, oh, we haven't even talked about the fact that like. He loses his hat 
and basically all of the events of the movie happen because he has no magic and he has to get his hat back. And then later on, they find out that he was just faking the whole time that he never needed his hat to do magic. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, it's that, just that's like, pretty dumb. No. I don't like that. He's just a wee joker. Um, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> like, he put children in danger. It's on um, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. So two, like essentially two out of three um, people, people <laughs> like this film. <laughs> It's good that we're it's good that we're right on that. <laughs> yeah, no, that actually is. Yeah, there's a two and three chance that you'll like this film, whether you're going off Rotten Tomatoes or this podcast. Oh man, I just really want to know if more people hate this film because I just this is really interesting because I've never been I've always in in dis, in disputes about movies with us three. You've never been wrong. I, well, I've never been in now. the minority. It's always been either me or a, me me and AJ against you or me and you against AJ. And this is what it feels like. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, fuck you, Jeremy. <laughs> this is what it feels like. Oh, oh. Can, I, can we just talk about also the homing beacon that Santa gives him to find the Santa sack? And how, like, unhelpful a little thing that starts beeping. Like, it's essentially a game of warmer warmer and colder. <laughs> like, Marco Polo. Like, when you're talking about an entire city slash continent that that Santa set could be on, like a game of warmer colder is not going to be helpful when you're like walking across a city. But they're on they're on reindeer. Cheap, um, mate. <laughs> let's let's make like um, me trying to prepare uh, Christmas presents for my pet family and um, poorly wrap this up. I feel like we've been doing that for the last five minutes. That, I really liked that, AJ. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> It was tortured, but it was worth it. Mm. Nothing like a good specific setup for a simile. <laughs> That's like my favorite one of those that I used to do that I came up with myself was when Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes were still married. Um, I, I would say, let's make like Tom Cruise and get into our homes. Nice. Nice. I like, <laughs> I like not guy, nice, let's, but- let's make like David Bain and shoot home. <laughs> there's one for our new zealand listeners hey speaking of new zealand listeners um we've got our first live show happening in uh, next week so the saturday after this is aired um richard and i if you're if you're in christchurch um come on down to the crafted coffee company at 6 p.m on december the 16th 15th 15th or 16th 15th which one's the saturday 15th 15th um and we're going to be doing a live show featuring special guest kate taylor and we're going to be talking about the high school musical trilogy so that's oh, the is it a trilogy though it is and it's got an extra film that no one knows about except us don't tell don't tell mum. <laughs> all right thanks um, for listening hope to yep. see you at a live show and Bloody- you can also find us richard we're not just going to leave it we have to tell them where to find us okay you can find code. us on Facebook, Facebook, and YouTube, and Twoda, <laughs> and SoundCloud, and iTunes, and coldpopshow.com, and you can email us at coldpopshowmedia at gmail.com. Um, head on over to those places. Man, we've really we've really lived up to um, the idea of poorly wrapping this up. I'm quite proud of myself. Oh, also, Patreon. Visit our Patreon if you want to decide what movies we watch. That's slightly less poor now. All right. Laters. Thanks. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hey, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Richard. Merry Christmas, Alex. Hey, Merry Christmas, guys. 
and a happy new year. Not yet, but when you get there. Hmm. Don't have it before. 